They want the creme de la creme, the chat de la chat. Ready? You have the cameras rolling. <coughs> Thursday night, jeez, I am ready for this week to be over with. You know, uh, I'm starting early. I started a little later yesterday. So I had to make sure to work twice as hard today just to get a little bit more time for an episode. But Jersey, Judah, Thursday night, 11th of January, 2024. And I'm back. With another episode and another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. (laughs) A.K.A. the Crash Out Coliseum. Now I'm thinking about it. I might change the name one more time, but then again, I might not. I think that'll just be the alias, right? The Crimson Capsule Chapel, a.k.a. the Crash Out Coliseum, right? But, um, yeah, we got a, we got an episode, man. It's actually 5.57, man. So I would usually start at 6.15, sometimes at 6. We're even earlier than that this time around. Um, let me make sure I have everything set up properly. Um, yeah, we still haven't, matter of fact, let's finish going over. If y'all didn't check out the last episode, I don't know. Um, actually I never even uploaded the last episode. So forget that I said that I have a lot of uploading to do later on. Um, we went through half of Charlemagne the God, um, trashing the Democrats, but at the same time claiming, uh, Trump is the antichrist. Um, let's finish that. Let's finish that real quick. Hold on. Flash. 
if, if Donald Trump was black, you know, would he get locked up? You know the answer to that. But I mean, right? I don't so, know. Like, so you are going to vote for Joe Biden? I think it's simple and plain. Like, you know, if, yeah. if you... Um, Donald Trump is the end of democracy as we know it. I don't mean, I don't know. I don't know what to tell people. And I know it sounds when you say that now in 2024, you've heard it so much because every time, you know, there's a Republican candidate, people say, oh, it's the end of democracy. You know, uh, you know, uh, he's the people say, go so far and say, oh, he's the Antichrist. Like, but this is one of those times where, you know, it really actually positively is true. Wow. Wow. Again, the Trump derangement is off the charts. OK, so like I told you guys. Uh, eventually it was going to escalate to Trump is the Antichrist. And then lo and behold, you have Charlemagne the guy go on CNN and basically say that, yes, Trump is the Antichrist. It is true. Usually when Republicans run, they say, oh, it's the end of democracy. Uh, they compare Republicans to the Antichrist or whatever. But in this case with Trump, it's actually true. So again, he's saying that Trump is the Antichrist. Now again, this comes as Charlemagne the God is being asked about his support for Biden or lack of support now for Biden and Kamala in feeling burned, okay? Feeling like he misled his followers by endorsing Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, mainly because of identity politics, because Bingo. Kamala Harris is a so-called black woman. Bingo. Right? This is why he endorsed the Biden administration. And the Biden administration has basically laid an egg, okay, in multiple areas. Charlemagne God, he's a progressive. So he thinks that the Biden administration is not being woken up. That's why, you know, as much as I do enjoy seeing Charlemagne the God uh, realize that the Democrat Party sucks, okay, and that, um, you know, hey, voting for, you know, Biden was a bad decision. The only reason he's criticizing the, the Biden administration is because he feels like they haven't been woken up. They haven't been progressive enough. So it's not that Charlemagne the God has realized that, oh, wait, leftist policies don't work and leftist policies are bad. And that's the reason why the country is in bad shape. No, no, no. He wants more far left policies. And it's not like he has really left the Democrat plantation uh, because he's still out here spouting Democrat Party talking points, talking about how Trump is actually a threat to democracy. He's the end of democracy. Again, that's a straight Democrat Party talking point. Again, this is the same party that has contested every election they've lost since George Bush. They've done it in Congress. They essentially claim that the 2016 election was stolen from Hillary Clinton because Trump and Vladimir Putin are butt buddies and Russian collusion. OK, um, Joe Biden and the Democrats currently are colluding to try to stop the Democrats from having a primary. Again, literally in states like Florida, North Carolina, uh, some other states, um, they're essentially not allowing any Democrats on the ballot. Uh, Democrats are currently overthrowing democracy. You know, and that that kind of that's kind of the funniest thing to me, right? You you would have Trump supporters being surprised. I'm not very surprised about these people whatsoever. Meaning, if these Democrats are willing to say, hey, we want we want everybody else who's Democratic to be out. What do you think they're going to do with Trump? See, that's that's the thing that bothers me. Like. They won't even allow their party to choose a possible another possible candidate. So they're not even thinking like, hey, this guy, Joe Biden, may not be, you know, the most fit to run. Let's be honest. He may not be the most fit to to run. And if he wins, OK, that's that's what. 
Another four years? You think Biden has another four years in the tank? Really? You know, sometimes when I go to work or when I come home from work, like most likely tonight, I'll run out. I'll, I'll be like in the process of running out of gas. Right. And I'll hit 50 miles. Right. But I'll know I'm like seven miles from my job. So I'll be just fine. America is like that with Donald. When, when America's like that with Joe Biden. It's like that 50 miles until he pops up. And as a country, we have to calculate how long will this guy last? Will this guy be able to even make it to this coming election? Let's be honest. In their own primary, okay? And they have repeatedly made claims that the election is stolen when they lose. There's also been violence and destruction behind these claims. There's been taxpayer dollars wasted behind these claims. Again, they've done it in Congress. This is things they've done throughout the years, but yet Charlemagne the God is up here talking about how, well, you know, I, I don't know about vote for Trump or, you know, I'm not sure if I can support Trump or not vote for Biden because huh, Trump is a threat to democracy. He's the Antichrist. Again, this guy's brainwashed. Even when he is you know, making an attempt to actually see the truth in reality, he's still lost, right? This is the most lost individual uh, in the media, right? Charlamagne, I've never seen somebody more lost than this guy. He's confused, right? He is the definition of a confused Negro, okay? He really is. I honestly, I think you give him too much credit by saying he's confused. I think... People like Charlemagne the God knows what he's doing. And when you are a tool used by the Democrats, when they look at you only as a tool for getting your demographic to vote for them, you'll realize the type of puppet Charlemagne the God is. And he can change his tune temporarily and say that Biden did nothing, which uh, what it what did my question would be. And it's the it's the value of what stock I think Charlemagne put in Kamala Harris. I did not care much about her being black. I didn't give a fuck if she is, which I, I highly doubt. doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is the fact that Charlemagne was kind of used as the Democratic puppet for a while now. Like he's been the lapdog for these people. And. There was a little hope where he was talking about denouncing the Democratic Party. But then shortly after, he went on this tirade about Trump. And, you know, I don't expect I I don't I can care less. I would rather have him stay where he's at and not wake up. Because think about it. (coughs) If it's difficult for everyday people like us. To realize what's going on and wake up and and actually see what this country is turning into under this president. Imagine how hard it would be to reach a celebrity because what what would a celebrity be waking up to Uh, waking up in a mansion, waking up with millions of dollars, not really having to worry about the cost of gas, not really having to worry about inflation. Except they'll just have to spend more money that they have. It's weird, like this whole dynamic of, you know, this celebrity God figure, like this guy's a celebrity Superman, right? Like our 
this guy is going against all odds. And it's not ever the case. Like these people are trying to control how you think. They're not there to make sure you make the best decision. It's the best decision for them. So this this whole situation to me is just bizarre world. And hopefully y'all catch up to the last episode because in the last episode, I had went through half of this video, which is why we're going through the other half right now. Because he's trying his best to think, right? However, it seems that he doesn't really have the ability to, probably because he's not used to thinking, right? He's not used to it. Again, he voted for the Biden administration. He voted for Biden because of Kamala, right? He's like, look, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden because Kamala's a black woman, right? That, that's why he voted for them, okay? Pretty that's much. That's why he voted for them. So again, that, that doesn't really require much critical thinking. So he's trying to critically think. However, because he's so brainwashed from being on a Democrat plantation so long, even when he tries to think, he still can't come to the right conclusions, right? He can't come to the right conclusion. He's still stuck. He can't go anywhere. He's still on this, oh, well, Trump's a threat to democracy, so therefore, yada, yada, yada. It's like, dude, look in the mirror, dog. Look in the mirror. The Democrats don't care about democracy. The Democrats don't believe in democracy. And they're, you know, they're, they're in your face with it, right? I mean, Joe Biden literally told Charlamagne God to his face in an interview that if you don't vote for me, you ain't black, right? Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm surprised he didn't play the clip. He should have played it, man. Hold up, hold up, hold up. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. Just to remind people. Just to remind y'all. Basically saying that, look, as a black person, you have to vote for me, the white liberal, or else uh, you ain't really a black man. Again, because on a Democrat plantation, just like they used to do back in the day on the actual Democrat plantations, right, uh, when slavery was a thing, they tried their best to make sure that the Negroes don't think, right? That the Negroes just do what their white masters tell them to do. Joe Biden literally is doing that today with Charlemagne the God, told him to his face, What's up? What's going on? <laughs> right. And this guy still can't figure out who or who not to vote for. Right. He still thinks that Trump is the biggest threat. Pay attention to the news, buddy. Look at what the Democrats are doing in their own primary. Look at what they're doing. As a so-called progressive Charlemagne, you don't even get a choice to replace Joe Biden. You don't get a choice. Democrats are not giving you the choice, even though the vast majority of the polls indicate that, yeah, Democrats want another choice, right? They want somebody else, okay? They want a real primary. Democrats are like, no, you don't get a real primary, okay? Because a primary is a threat to our democracy, a.k.a. our dictatorship. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. I mean, Joe Biden is straight up censoring speech on... Listen, my thing is, hey, as far as Biden's concerned, if for whatever reason, right, if they decide, hey, Democrats are already kind of deciding that we uh we don't want anybody else. We want Biden. We're 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 siding with Joe Biden. I'm ecstatic. I'm like, great. Good for y'all, man. Because, you know, what's going to happen. He's going to get demolished. And nobody and, and the thing is, nobody's paying attention to the possibility that it's not about Democrats like voting for Trump. That's not really what it's about. It's about Democrats realizing that Biden is not fit to run. That's that's kind of where we're at now. And the Democrats will just say, hey, you know what? We're just not going to vote this time around. You know. Maybe that makes sense. Maybe we maybe we'll go, hey, 
we'll just not vote. And I think the Democrats are reaching that point. I think the intelligent ones, the ones that can already see the writing on the on the wall when it comes to Joe Biden, like people will sit back and go, hey, you know what? Democrats are like, yeah, we're going to sit this one out because either they're going to vote for Robert F. Kennedy, which one vote away from Biden is 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 one vote, one vote coded or closer to Trump, because let's face it, Robert F. Kennedy is, going, is not going to reach the podium level. He may be final three, he'll be the third one trailing, but he's not. So the Democrats decided not to vote. Cool. The Democrats decided to vote for Robert F. Kennedy. Cool. The Democrats decided to vote for Donald Trump. Even better. You know, because what 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 side and it's the question I wonder. When did Trump ever try to get Biden locked up? When did Trump ever go on this witch hunt to shut down anybody before him? But they seem to be doing the same thing to Donald Trump while calling Donald Trump a dictator. It doesn't make sense. You're you're giving states now the authority to take a man off the ballot because he's a dictator, except now these governors and and these little, you know, dickhead politicians become dictators, preventing you from voting for them. What are we talking? What are we talking about? These niggas is weird. Media, there are court cases right now that have to do with that. Admit it. Joe Biden colluding with big tech to censor speech. Don't you think that free speech is fundamental to democracy, right? Apparently not, right? Apparently not. So again, it really blows my mind with people like Charlemagne the guy. He's so frustrated, okay? Because you can see he's trying his best to wake up, okay? But he just can't, right? It seems that that brainwashing, that programming from the Democrat Party when it comes to Charlemagne the guy, it seems to be permanent, right? Yo, Charlemagne the God is the black Bill Maher. I'm just going to say it like that. Charlemagne the God is the black Bill Maher. And this is why I say this. He says things that are politically incorrect, but he's a lefty. So people forgive him for it. He's one of those people like how Bill Bill Maher called himself a house nigger. That's how he said he called himself a house nigger. Right. And people went, oh, and then laughed a little bit. And then Ice Cube went on, had a talk with him. And he's right back to doing his usual BS. That's that's the that is like the that is the hidden, at least today, that's like the hidden powers of a liberal and a Democrat. Or you can say some offensive shit, but hey, it's all jokes. It's all jokes. I'm a comedian. You know, anybody else would have said like if. Anybody said what Bill Maher said on the right, they'd be crucified. Can't you can't get over it, right? So this is exactly what I'm talking about here. Okay, he's now saying that Trump is the Antichrist. Again, that is the ultimate form of Trump derangement, right? To say that the man is the Antichrist. It's ridiculous. It really is. So uh, with that being said, uh, again, this is a I told you so moment. Uh, now that Charlemagne, Charlemagne God has said that on CNN, expect for that to be a talking point that will be repeated on mainstream level media. That will be ratcheted up because, again, these people are so 
predictable, right? They're extremely predictable. Let me know what you guys think. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, and support. Share a black and sort of perspective. Peace. All right, cool. So I was able to go through what I was supposed to go through on the last episode, which I technically didn't upload yet. Um, and really, it's this idea that Charlemagne the God is a democratic apparatus used by liberal white media to perpetuate Trump being an antichrist and um, a dictator and baby Hitler, baby Mussolini. And he doesn't realize he's a tool. But well, then again, he probably does know he's a tool. He has to. Has to. Anyway, let's get into the actual videos. I wanted to finish that video from earlier because I figured there was still a lot of things to pick apart. Um, what we got, we'll go through to Jordan Peterson first. We'll do that. Um, we got Sky News Australia. And once again, we got the black conservative perspective, which was the person responsible for the video you just heard. Um, now we got Jordan Peterson pretty much predicting Trump uh, beating Biden at the polls. I can only hope this. I can only hope that this is a um, you know a, a very well thought of possible future. We can only hope. If not, damn, four more years with Biden. I don't know, man. I don't know. So two questions on the U.S. election. Can Donald Trump win? And would it be a good thing for America and the world if he does win? Well, I think he can win, assuming that he'll be put on the ballot, as far as I've been able to tell. And God only knows how reliable the polls are and generally not very because the questions are usually biased unconscionably. Go ahead. He, he's certainly popular enough to win. I don't see another candidate emerging on the Republican side at the moment who poses a threat. There are some interesting people running, that's for sure. It looks to me like DeSantis is a pretty competent character, and Vivek Ramaswamy is, at minimum, very interesting and bright and quite the disruptive force. Um, on the Democrat side... <laughs> Dean Phillips, who almost no one knows about and who the Democrats are doing. I've never heard of that name. Say everything they can to, to keep it that way. He's an interesting alternative to Biden. I don't think Kennedy has a chance, although there are some things about him I like. I think Trump could win. Will that be good? It depends on what he does if he wins. It depends on the manner in which the victory takes place. I think... And and I guess it's only fair for somebody who's center left like Jordan Peterson to have this answer. But let's be honest. <clears throat> Take out the emotional garbage that Jordan Peterson usually talks about. Oh, well, you know, the toxic nature of Trump. I think he was a big anti-Trumper in the very beginning. Um, You can take three months of Trump and it would be better than the three years of Biden. That's just without a doubt, right? Um, economically, socially, well, then again, social issues and social issues. Um, loosely connected to politics 
this is the only reason why Trump has received backlash. Let me let me remind y'all. Trump was considered a racist for one being a white person running as a Republican. That kind of did it for him. Questioning Obama's citizenship in the United States kind of did it for him. Um, but other than that, there really wasn't anything to be considered concrete evidence that Trump is a racist. So that's a flawed one. Trump uh, grabbing by the pussy, uh, a conversation that was supposed to be dealt private was recorded and was put out there to assassinate his character. Um, that fell for them. Uh, but then again, it depends on who you talk to. If you're talking to a bunch of lunatic, like like a real like percentage of like lunatic liberals, doesn't matter what you tell them. Trump will always be the bad guy. And I get it. But what I also understand is that these people are retarded because they're only looking at things from the lens that benefits them and for the lens that suits them. And it only suits them on an emotional level. Um, as you can see, you know, your interest doesn't really care about how much money you need to put in the gas tank. Um, your emotional investments really don't care uh, about how much money you're going to be spending more at the grocery store, how much money a carton of eggs costs, gallon of milk. I mean, I can keep I can go down the grocery list. Everything is substantially higher. Who do we blame for that? Do we blame Trump? Well, Trump's no longer in office, dummy. And a person who considers this Bidenomics, can you believe that? Bidenomics. These, these motherfucking liberals want to be Reagan so bad. I don't understand what's the fascination with, with, with liberals and, and guys like Ronald Reagan. But it's always this weird like trade-off that these people have. Even with Trump to an extent. You know, make America great again. That was from Ronald Reagan. It depends on whether or not the people on the more conservative side of the spectrum are able to extend a welcoming hand to those who are more on the progressive side. And it certainly depends on whether those on the progressive side are willing to dispense with some of the ideological stupidity that possesses them that is generating an endless sequence of unnecessary culture war. You know, the, the left in particular has become 100% preoccupied with the most pathological possible political narrative, which is essentially a victim-victimizer story, that you can understand every element of social interaction among humans from marriage upwards to the political in terms of who's got the power, who's the oppressed. And there's nothing in that but an endless recipe for not only for the most bitter of soul-devouring resentments, but for the application of any form of vengeance imaginable. It's, I, it's, I can't imagine, this is something that possesses the universities as well, there is nothing more toxic than a victim-victimized narrative. And that certainly possesses the radical left in particular to the nth degree. And there's nothing in that but disaster. So, you know, it's part and parcel of what we've been discussing. There's going to be very rapid change, not least on the electoral front in the upcoming year. And how that goes will depend on how people conduct themselves and, and ever more so. So we can pray that we're terrified enough of 
the potential negative consequences and enticed enough by the potential positive consequences to walk ever more carefully. We'll see. Yeah, if you're if you have big toys, you better be a big boy. And we don't have big toys. We have giant toys and they will stomp us into the ground unless we're wise enough to guide them properly. You know, the fascinating thing about Trump, for example, is I always say to people, I've known him a long time and know him very well. He's got the thinnest skin mm -hmm. of any person in public life. He reacts to absolutely everything and goes to death gone one with, in a heartbeat. Uh, but he also has the thickest skin. He can soak up stuff that would crush any other political figure in history in seconds. This is a guy facing nearly 100 criminal charges, and yet all that's done is actually making more popular. Of course. I mean, it, it, it's, we are into completely <laughs> uncharted territory with Trump as a, as a political figure, aren't we? You guys are, because you guys are traditional liberals. So you guys aren't supposed to give Trump credit. You guys are supposed to be the enemy of Trump. Yes, even Piers Morgan, a person who knew Trump for a long time, I believe he was on The Apprentice, if I'm not mistaken. Like, here's here's my issue with this. They're acting as if this wasn't possible. Like, you know, I've I've been I've been predicting this for a while now, but they're acting like this wasn't possible. Like. The more Trump gets incriminated, the more they try to incriminate Trump, the more popular Trump gets. And some people are trying to figure it out. Like, why is that the case? Because the people are starting to understand, well, if you're after Trump that much, maybe certain things that he's saying make sense. Maybe the certain things that he's saying is actually exposing the agenda, which is why they're on him like that. It's a perfect explanation if you think about it. Because now what are they trying to do? He's an insurrectionist. He's an insurrectionist. He's a dictator. He's an antichrist. Don't vote for him. Or better yet, we'll make that decision for you. We'll take him off our ballots. Give me a fucking break, man. Enough's enough. Well, I don't think the Democrats could have done a better job of keeping the name of Trump alive if they would have planned to do that. Yeah. And it's certainly possible that in some ways they did plan to do that because the scuttlebutt among the political theorists that pass for wise men among the Democrats is that, well, if Trump is the candidate, then Biden can beat him. It's like, well, not necessarily. I wouldn't bet the farm on that, although that's probably already. And let's not pretend that. Let's stop pretending that the last election went the way that people thought it was going to go, meaning everything was done fairly and everything. Let's stop. And you already got a lot of conservatives and a lot of Republicans that are looking at this next election very carefully. Because we know, you know, just for the sake of saying. Another airborne virus were to appear. Right a long time, you know, I don't know, fall, maybe end of fall, beginning, beginning of, yeah, end of fall. Just around time where election season comes or maybe another variant of COVID-19 comes. And it's time for those mass mandations again. And then after the mass mandations, they go, well, we better do mail-in ballots again. Once they do that, you know, there's corruption. 
And that's when the people should protest immediately. Immediately. Because you know the tactics that they're going to use. And I like how the brother said it from um, the Black Conservative Perspective channel. You know, they could use, and this is like the idea of moving the goalposts. All right, so if the Republicans think the Democrats cheated on the election with the voting process, it's like, oh, you're a crybaby. Oh, you just lost, whatever, whatever. When the Democrats feel that they were poorly, that their votes weren't counted in the election, they go out there and riot. They go out there and protest. Bush carry anybody? I mean, come on. Florida rings a bell to some? No? Oh, okay. It's a very weird time looking at things today in which we've exceeded the level of stupidity and with well, more or less lefties. Where they're actually saying, even in the state of where the country is at today, all right, they're saying still, it, with this turmoil that we're in, that we're better off with the same person in the same fucked up situation than Donald Trump. Mind blowing. Unbelievable. And, you know, Trump is canny enough to know that in some real way, all publicity is good publicity. And it's certainly the case that the Democrat persecution of Trump, and I think that's the right term, has kept him alive and has also cast him so perversely in the role of victim that the Democrats themselves are always, what would you say, trumpeting as being allied with. It's, it's an unbelievably demented move on the strategic side. You know, my sense was, if Biden would have taken a careful look at the Abraham Accords, which he certainly should have, because then we wouldn't be in the situation we're in right now in relationship to Israel, let's say, he could have given Trump a medal, clapped him on the back, said, good job, mate, and maybe he would have ridden off into the sunset. Now, that would have meant the Democrats would have had... First of all, Jordan Peterson, you don't know shit in this situation. I'm sorry. You know, when it comes to dealing with issues with women, maybe you have something there. But in this case, I don't see that happening. The one thing that people are correct when it comes to about Trump is how, you know, he tends to be about himself a lot. Now, for some people who are about themselves and they happen to be fucked up, stupid individuals who know nothing in life, that's kind of bad for them. For somebody like Trump, who knows what the fuck he's talking about, maybe we should pay attention to why he's so selfish. Why is he so arrogant? And then going even deeper, how did he know about all these things going on during the 2020 debate with Joe Biden about his involvement with the Ukraine? His involvement with China, his involvement, hey, the laptop from hell. Let me just throw that out there. People don't want to talk about the laptop anymore. That's a forgotten like what's what, what laptop what laptop? says the liberal. What laptop are you talking about? Shit is crazy. Attend with someone like DeSantis, let's say, who's at minimum hyper-competent. And I don't think that was in the cards. So instead, they determined to play idiot political games, not like those aren't well-known on the Republican side. And they raised Trump 
from the dead. And they do that continually. So, well, so, uh, I think, personally, and this is just a guess, because what do I know? I think that the most likely outcome is that Trump is the next president. That's what it looks like to me. So I think that's uh, you know, unfortunate. Yeah, I think I think that, that because could, that could he's well, he's so divisive. Eh? That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I... <laughs> the problem with guys like Jordan Peterson is that he's too emotional to even be political. There's some people who are just too emotional to be political. In which the emotion of how Trump is in terms of his attitude versus his attributes as president is beyond me. It's like you people want action figures. It's like you guys want comic book characters. You guys don't want presidents that run the country the right way. That's running the country like a business. All right. That's giving everybody, giving people who are willing to, to, to take the opportunity, the opportunity instead of this hellhole, you know, and Jordan Peterson, you know, whatever, you know, other than this hellhole that we live in, where it's, it's this, it's this outsider uh, perspective that I don't understand. Like people who either like, like I used to listen to Austria D, right? Content creator, red pill, I guess, red pill light kind of content creator. And he would always talk bad about the United States because he lives in Prague and his whole, like the whole MO with him is, you know, Prague's just a lot better than the States. The women in Prague are better in the States and America sucks. And, you know, it's kind of like, it's funny to hear a black person say it who lives in Europe. But even if a white person were to say it, like a, a white person, say from like the UK, talks about the you know, or not even from the UK. A white person, because Austria D, he's from uh, I believe Ohio. He's from Ohio. All right, so he moved out. He think from his story eighteen, and then he he moved. He lived in you know different places. He went into uh, the Marines, military guy. And um, I think something bad happened with his back, I think. And then because he was in the military, they just took care of him. So now he just, you know, he does uh, the vlogs and shit and the videos about Red Pill, the, uh, All Used Up, which I did a, re- uh, uh, a rendition to that, a remix to that called All Washed Up. <clears throat> but if you were to ask him about Trump, And this is what's weird to me. The people who are kind of like stereotypically not black, but black, meaning the people who are kind of like the black folks who are more, you know, suburban, right? They're more in suburban environments. They they're taught to believe that Trump is bad, too, because it's this divisive tactic that they always use. Well, Trump divides people, you know, and what does Jesus do? You think Jesus brings people together? No, the most high divides the good from the evil. I'm not comparing Trump to God or Jesus, but I'm saying this idea that a person is supposed to take everybody 
and put them together by whatever magic they come up with. Oh, the, we're going to have better times. And like, you know, these people live in a fantasy land. That's why they look at Obama as God to them. It's like, oh, man, he brought all the blacks and the whites together and peace and harmony. This is the first black president and white people to this day will put Obama on a pedestal, which for me is always funny because when I tell them that I'm not I was I, I voted for Obama 2008 for my identity politics. They look at me funny because they and I believe to an extent if there is like an iceberg of some sorts of like like political or identity politics, like at the very, very bottom of it would be the simple fact that, well, this person's black and, you know, you're black. So, you know, we just thought you voted for the black guy. Right. Which like in in a sense of like racism and how white liberals can get away with blatant racism by saying things like um, you should vote or you don't vote for, or, you know, uh, vote for Biden, you know, you should vote for Biden. Biden cares about you. Trump doesn't, Trump doesn't care about black people. Trump doesn't care about Hispanic people, right? Because these white liberals, they look at all the Hispanics is the same. And they look at all the blacks is the same. So by their judgment, they're like, Oh wait, you're, you're, um, you know, you know, you're a black, so you're poor. You know what I'm saying? You're a black, so you got to be in poverty. Um, you're a black, so you got to be struggling. Do you guys want an example? Y'all want an example of this? Hold up. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. You know what I mean? This type of shit. And it's like, wait a second. Nigga, what? Because it's this asinine moronic like almost like retarded mindset that these white liberals have for black and brown people people of color in general because that's where the people of color narrative came from it came from whites because they wanted y'all well it's kind of like this sub liberal subculture phenomenon where well you're not white and i'm not white so we're people of color and we're all one. And it's like, nigga, please. The black, uh, the American black is different from the Caribbean black. All right. The Caribbean black is different from the African black. You Are you following me? But these liberals will just very quick to categorize you as just, you know, a black, like you're in need. You're, you're poor. You're under, you're undereducated because, you know, you're black, of course. You know, it would be different if you were, you know, a white person. Because if, if you're white, you'd be having a, you know, you'd be doing great. But you're black. So you got to be in poverty. You got to be from the ghetto. You got to be on Section 8. You got to be on them food stamps. And you got to vote for Biden. And as he always says... You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. Absolutely despicable. Pathetic. I 
it was interesting because when I did the Celebrity Apprentice, the first series of that back in 2008, I saw Trump across a boardroom table for three hours a night for about six weeks. And you get to know somebody pretty well, actually, because a lot of it didn't get aired. If he showed even an ounce of the empathy that he showed to people then, if he showed more of the, of the humour without being vicious... If he showed less of the punching everyone in the... Man, fuck y'all. Fuck this nigga. Who the fuck? Pierce Morgan, you're a failure. You're a jabroni. You should be lucky you're on Sky News Australia. They should take you out of that. You don't belong there. You belong in CNN for sure, for sure. You're a definite... And Jordan Peterson, stay off the pills. How about that, nigga? I'm keeping it gangster. Fuck it. We pulling up on these niggas. Fuck that. We pulling up on these niggas. Fuck that. Jordan Peterson, stay off the pills. Nigga. And 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 and, and Pierce Morgan, lighten up on the soy, bitch. Fuck out of here. Sick of these niggas. Fuck this shit. What the? Oh, you know, Trump has to be more compassionate. Nigga, fuck y'all. Why Trump... You expect a man, and this is this is what's psychotic about these liberals. I want you to imagine how psychotic these liberals are, right? So a guy who has literally been indicted four times, right? A guy who's been completely like targeted in this smear campaign, right? Trying to take him off the ballots, trying to take him out of the election trying to lock this nigga up for the rest of his life. And these dickhead, faggot-ass, bum-ass, liberal-ass, light-back, light-foot-having jabronis have a nerve to say Trump needs to be more compassionate. What the fuck? These niggas is weird. These niggas is weird. Weird. Fuck these niggas, man. I'm done with that. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry, guys. I can't allow this shit. Sorry. I'm sorry, but not sorry. Fuck these niggas. These niggas is bums. These niggas is bums. Jordan Peterson, like, listen, man. Stick to, you know, crying on camera. Nigga cries every fucking three months. Niggas having an emotional breakdown on camera every three goddamn months. Somebody Somebody was roasting him. I forgot who it was. I don't think it was Undead Chronic. But Undead Chronic roasted him enough. Like, this nigga could have a compilation, a five-hour compilation roasting this nigga with all the clips he's been going over. Are you following me? This nigga's a bum. Crying over dumb shit. Typical. Somebody was roasting him and said, hey, that's the effects niggas getting emotional when he offered them benzos. I'm like, nah, chill, man. This nigga ain't on the pills. This nigga, Jordan Peterson, allegedly offered the pills. Pills. The pills. All right. Fuck out of here, dude. Fuck out of here, man. These niggas are despicable, man. I can't believe this shit. It's an utter embarrassment. It's like how weak of a person can you get as a man to go... As a man, this man needs to be more lighthearted. Nigga, shut the fuck up, nigga. You know what time we're in right now? 
You know the imminent threat that's in front of us? Motherfuckers talking about being more compassionate. Nigga, fuck that. Okay? If if Trump's the new Hitler, I'm trying to move like Mussolini. Fuck you talking about. If this is how these liberals, if liberals want to play games, we play games with we play games with liberals too. Are you following me? We play games with liberals too. Okay? We definitely, um, we're definitely about the fuck around if niggas want to act crazy, right? Because remember, this is the president y'all want to vote for. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. That's the person y'all niggas vote. Like, look, let's just be honest, dude. Like, seriously, let's just be honest. All right, Trump's an asshole. Cool. I'm voting for him because of that alone. How about that? Fuck you, niggas. I don't got time to sit back and talk about... You know, if, if the man's nice or not, who the fuck cares if the nigga's nice? The fuck is wrong with y'all? Men, grown men, talking about a man needs to be more nice. Like, nigga, shut the fuck up. Live your life, man. Niggas is fucking retarded, dude. Like, I want a fucking guidance counselor as a president. Are you fucking slow? What's wrong with y'all? What's the matter with y'all? What the? Niggas is tweaking, dude. Shit is this. This is despicable. This is downright despicable. There's no other way to put it. All right. That's why, like I said, man, 2024, the the Kunathon, the shucking and fucking jiving for the politicians is going to be absurd. You know, what I mean, and this is just white people. Wait till I get to the blacks, the black. Oh, my God. Democrats are in trouble, man. Yeah, how many times do I have to tell these people, you know, um, the black, the American black, they're not they're not dealing with the Democrats like that going forward. Now, I know a lot of niggas, they they they're like double agents and the double agent is the most dangerous man because he can pose as a liberal. Right. He kind of easily fits that description of a liberal. Right. But in reality, he's like, man, I don't fuck with these Democrats like that. Like, are you kidding me? Fuck out of my face. You know what I mean? But I'll sit around and listen to him. Act like I care. You know what I mean? As soon as they ask me, what do I think about, like, politics? You know, that's when the that's when the conversation goes left. You know what I mean? We do a little trolling. It's called we do a little trolling. You know what I mean? Troll out on these niggas real quick. Just all, all these all these motherfuckers do. They they just want a song and dance any fucking way. That's why they get Charlemagne the God. He's the coon. He's the Negro in blackface. Imagine being black and then painting your face black to be even blacker, or to be a stereotype of a shiftless, mindless Negro that knows nothing about politics. Shouldn't even be on CNN. Well, then again, because of his attributes, he fits perfectly with CNN. Are you following me? He fits perfectly with him. But I don't got time to sit back and listen to um, a bunch of whiny weenies, Paul's, a bunch of whiny weenies crying and bickering over the attitude of Donald Trump. Now, if a nigga like if a nigga was fucking indicted four fucking times, a nigga might have, you know, some type of some type of static. Are you following me? There, There might be some issues. You know, with his attitude when a nigga's trying to lock him the fuck up every fucking month of the year. 
Come on, man. Anyway, Chris Christie's a bum. He's a he's a fat peasant piece of shit, allegedly from Jersey. Allegedly from Jersey. I don't know where this guy's from. I, I, I hope he's not. Hopefully he's from like Levittown, PA or something. No disrespect to y'all, but y'all can have him. Um, you know, this guy, apparently he gave up because he's a bum. I, he should have he should have quit first. I was surprised to know that Mike Pence, I think Mike Pence was the first. No. Yeah, it was. I think Mike Pence was the first one to leave. And then I was surprised that Mike Pence left first. I thought he would at least be the third one to drop out. But boy, I was wrong. This fat, this fat nigga, Chris Christie, it's a bum. Um, Revic, uh, Robert Swami, he, he's gonna roast the, he gonna roast the nigga cause the nigga ain't shit. He's a bum. He's a, a fucking Jersey flunky. You know what I mean? A, the worst example that New Jersey could ever have running for fucking president for Christ's sake. It's like, God damn, can we, can we do any better than this nigga? Respectfully. Can we do any better? Hey, some more of occasionally. Let's move on. Fuck out of here. First of all, Chris Christie also doesn't know what provinces in eastern Ukraine he actually wants us to fight for. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor. Just walk yourself off that stage. Enjoy a nice meal yeah. and get the hell out of this place. God damn. Oh, no. Oi, no. Oi, no. That got messy, man. Shit just got brutal, all right? Shit just got brutal. Shit just got brutal. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Damn, son. Rama Swami. I'm going to bring that back. Hold up. I'm going to bring that back. I'm going to bring that back. It's a two question. First of all, Chris Christie also doesn't know what provinces in eastern Ukraine he actually wants us to fight for. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor. Just walk yourself off that stage. Enjoy a nice meal yeah. and get the hell out of this race. Some people say I should drop out of this race. Really? I'm yeah. the only one saying Donald Trump is a liar. He pits Americans against each other. His Christmas message... It's all the same strategy, right? Where for some reason, one man, a politician out of all people, what a shocker, a politician puts people against one another. A politician doesn't bring people together. That's the most dumbest, idiotic shit that I've heard in my life. So you're telling me a Republican wants to keep Republicans away from rhino Republicans like you, sir. Chris Christie, you fat piece of shit. You need a treadmill. You need a Bowflex. You need uh, gasto. What, what do they call that? The, the surgery to make fat people smaller and shit. Fuck out of here, nigga. You're a peasant. You're a bum. You're a fucking bum. And you're an embarrassment to New Jersey. Anyone who disagrees with him? Rotten hell. He caused a riot on Capitol Hill. He'll burn America to the ground to help himself. Every Republican leader says that in private. I'm the only one saying it in public. What kind of president do we want? A liar or someone who's got the guts to tell the truth? New Hampshire? It's a- you got the guts, all right. This nigga got the guts, all right. Only thing this nigga got the guts for 
I'm gonna tell y'all like this. And like I said, I don't give a fuck about these niggas, man. These niggas is bums. Vivek Ramaswamy, the only the only real nigga left on there. Everybody else is bums. Everybody else is fucking bums, peasants, and peons. Chris Christie is the biggest example. Like, like the only thing this nigga got the guts for is a buffet line. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. That's the only thing this nigga got the guts for. A piece of shit, dude. Like a real life piece of shit. He's he's a piece of garbage. Like he's a terrible per like yo, Chris Christie is a terrible individual, dude. Like, let's be honest. You, I'm Chris Christie, and you bet I approve this message. A bomb. A few moments later. Chairman here in New Hampshire, he knows we run campaigns to win. My goal has never been to be just a voice against the hate and the division and the selfishness of what our party has become under Donald Trump. It's also been the win nomination and defeat Joe Biden and restore our party and our country to a new place of hope and optimism in this country. I've always said that if there came a point in time in this race where I couldn't see a path to accomplishing that goal, that I would get out. Uh-oh. And it's clear to me tonight oh, no. that there isn't a path oh. for me to win the nomination. Oh. Which is why I'm suspending my campaign tonight for President of the United States. <laughs> bye bye, you fat piece of shit. Sayonara. Don't come back. Don't come back. Sir, don't come back. You are a beta. Alright? Are you a beta male? Beta! 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 Eliminated. Sayonara. Another one bites the dust. Sayonara. You fucking clown. I know. Bozo. I can see it from Beat some it. of the faces here. Beat it. And I'm disappointing some people by doing this. People who believe in our message and believe in what we... Who's honestly disappointed? Like, really think... If anybody would be disappointed, you would have been higher up. You wouldn't be dropping out. It's, it's apparent that whoever was left supporting you that was it you're eliminated mission failed doing you're out of here i also know though it's the right thing for me to do all right guys so we got some big news to talk about Big news, right? So big that you can't miss, right? Huge news, okay? Really, really huge news, okay? News that quite literally may cause an earthquake as Chris Christie, Krispy <laughs> Kreme Christie, has officially dropped out of the GOP primary. Now, again, Bye-bye. this story, this story, guys, I got to tell you, this story is absolutely hilarious, okay? It is so 
Wait, okay, just like them Krispy Kreme donuts that Chris Christie loves so much, right? <laughs> can't Fat get fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Roast them. Okay, we got to talk about it. <clears throat> Hold up. We're going to end this as part one, man. We're going to have part two come up right about now. Stay tuned. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. To be continued. Before we continue, I want to play this. Yo, oh, by the way, I made two... I made two instrumentals at the job today. I made two beats at my job this afternoon. I got to download them so I can play them in the next episode. But um, I want to smoke a little more of this, uh, this blunt that I have. But I can't seem to find my lighter. Which uh, concerns me a bit, considering the fact that I always have this situation of not finding my lighter. So let me just play this music real quick. Be right back. like i think that was it's like 20 minutes that was like a 20 minute piece right there but yeah i found my lighter so that's good uh we're gonna go back into this video here talking about the failure chris christie uh chris christie being a bum um like i said it it goes without saying an embarrassment to new jersey it's like god like we could have we could have had any we could have had a pile of garbage that was more uh, representative, uh, more of a representative than Chris Christie. I mean, let's be honest, respectfully. You know what I mean? Let's, let's be let's be honest. Let's get that clear. Also, let's realize that he's a bum. And it, it's like, it goes without saying, the guy's a bum. He's a peasant. He's a failure. He's a jabroni. And he's fat, right? He's, 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 he's very, he's visually out of shape. He's out of touch. He's out of shape. When he urinates, he probably can't even see his dick. Like that's you. Can, and, and what are we looking at here as a possible president? Go go somewhere, nigga. Celebrity Fit Club. Sayonara. 
Scram. Because Chris Christie, okay, um, he is now dropping out of the race. Good. Uh, and I must remind you guys before we get into this, okay, that you're not supposed to call Chris Christie fat, right? You're not supposed to call him a fat pig, okay? I got to remind you guys before we get into this. The latest morning console poll has us far ahead. We're at 59%. And the others are at like 12. One is at 12. I think that's the sanctimonious, but he's rapidly being caught by Ramishwamy. Who's good? Oh, no, Christie's he's eating right now. He can't be. Now, keep in mind, Ram- now, everybody, everybody knows if you've been paying attention long enough to Trump, he's tend to say very little in terms of bad about Ramaswamy. And I think the obvious is set before him where he says, hey, this man is young. He's enthusiastic. You know, he can kind of be the beginning of a new of a new era of younger, more intelligent, more in touch Republicans and and conservatives. I think that Trump is thinking about him as a vice president or definitely somebody close within the cabinet. I'm telling you. Watch. Sir, please do not call him a fat pig. That's very disrespectful. Don't call him. See, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Don't call him a fat pig. You can't do it. You can't do that. So now, because you're not allowed to do that, and therefore uh, we're not going to do it, okay? We want to be very civil, right? Yeah, so you see, now you heard that. Okay, so we got to get serious about this, right? Let's get serious about why Krispy Kreme Christie dropped out. Because Krispy Kreme... Uh, Krispy Kreme Christie. This, this, that's a masterpiece. Jesus, that is, that's art. Krispy Kreme Christie. Chris, Krispy Kreme Christie. That's savage, dog. That's evil. But good. That's excellent work. I have to be honest. That's I admire that. That's that's excellent work, actually. Damn, Krispy Kreme Christie. Damn, he basically has built his brand as the number one never Trumper in the race. Okay, his whole thing was that I'm running to stop Trump from winning. Now, obviously, that has been an epic disaster because ever since the guy got to the race, if you think about it. <coughs> Chris Christie is, son, is, is, is like a failed, <coughs> he's like a failed opposite yet duplicate of Robert F. Kennedy, right? Where Robert F. Kennedy, he's trying to overthrow the corruption of Joe Biden, right? He's trying to overthrow the corruption of Joe Biden. And Chris Christie is trying to overthrow the so-called corruption and evil of Donald Trump, right? But here's the thing. More conservatives sided with somebody like Robert F. Kennedy compared to any situation where we sided with Chris Christie. That's a fact, dog. Like, that nigga's a bum. He's a bum. He's a bum. Okay? And he's fat. You know what I mean? Like, Ralph Cramden shaped ass nigga, honeymooner shaped nigga. Fuck out of here. He's a bum. 
Trump's poll numbers have been going up. Now, I'm not saying uh, correlation equals causation, but I'm just saying that Krispy Kreme and his attacks against Trump have epically failed. Okay, but despite all that, the mainstream liberal media has dragged Krispy Kreme on their network, CNN, MSNBC. They have had Krispy Kreme on quite a bit just to talk trash about Trump. Okay, now here's the thing. Um, as we get closer to uh, the Iowa and New Hampshire primaries, again, Chris Crispy knew that he had no chance in Iowa, and the only place that he was really campaigning was New Hampshire. His strategy was that he was going to win New Hampshire, and if he wins, like yo, imagine how, like how far Jersey is from Iowa, and the fact that realistically, most niggas in most niggas in Jersey can't even point out Iowa on a map. And I can I can guarantee you that most of them niggas in Iowa can't point out Jersey on the map either. That's how weird shit is. Like, you, if you really think about it, a fat piece of shit like Chris Christie, who can't even reach the treadmill, he can't even reach. You know, he, 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 the guy's a bum. He's a failure, right? So, like, he, he's not going anywhere. But. He can barely get momentum in his own state. People like me, I hate Chris Christie. I can't stand this nigga. Like, why Why is this fat motherfucker here? Like, that's the first... Like, imagine turning on... Like, like, and I'm not a Republican anyway, so this doesn't bother me too much. But, you know, you go and decide, hey, I'm going to check out the GOP debates, right? You could be anybody, a Democrat, a Republican. You could be a liberal, conservative... You could be progressive, a socialist. You you know what I mean? You could be whatever, okay? You're just checking this shit out. You turn on the TV, go to the channel, and you see this fat, pork chop, tenderloin-eating goon. This fat, despicable political goon, Chris Christie, or as uh, the black conservative perspective will say, Chris Krispy Kreme Christie, a fucking peasant is talking about making the country better and pointing out Trump for being what? Patriotic? You fat, greedy piece of garbage. All right? This guy's this guy's a problem. I'm sure then he has a chance to take on Trump because the idea is that you need to win either Iowa or New Hampshire in order to have a chance. Okay, if Trump wins Iowa and New Hampshire, then is over, right? So Krispy Kreme was going all in on New Hampshire. He wasn't even campaigning in Iowa, which tells you, again, what this is all about. Like, he's not campaigning for president, right? You're not even trying to campaign in all the states, okay? You're not running to be president of New Hampshire. <laughs> You're supposed to be running to be president of the United States, but that's not the way he was campaigning. Again, because his whole campaign was anti-Trump, right? <laughs> he's so Trump deranged that that's why he's running for president. Everybody knew it. But um, when it comes to his polling in New Hampshire, this is where he faced a problem, okay? Not only was it a problem in regards to his general support, but it's also a problem for the establishment because the establishment really does not want Trump to win, okay? And they're going to go with whoever has the best chance of taking on Trump. Uh, initially, that was- So now, like, and what he's about to say is, like, they, they've already tried this opposition of Trump within his party. Um, Ron DeSantis was like a fish dead in the water, a man with very little like character as a human being. 
He seems to be very robotic, and therefore, he was an easy, more controlled, more manipulated candidate that the liberals can try to like shine, put a spotlight on to try to get these like Trump supporters away. It failed. The mega donors, they failed. All right. Uh, None of this shit worked. Why? Because for the first time, you have a presidential candidate that is able to grab the attention from people outside of the political realm like myself and hundreds and thousands of more people, young, young people as well, who would traditionally not give a fuck either way about what happened. But then they start to see what the Democratic Party is doing with Trump and they go, wait a second. This is how many times? How many times they indicted this nigga? And he got a mugshot with him? Oh, nah. We, that's crazy. Niggas is out here on the block. Niggas is out here worldwide. You got niggas for Trump shirts. I'm not even joking. I wish I could make... I wish I wish I was making this shit up. I wish I was making this shit up. But I'm not. You know what I mean? I really wish that I was making this shit up. Niggas for Trump shirts... Blacks for Trump, that's been a thing since the election, really. You know, there was this one, there was this one joint, this one, this one John, this one broad, uh, she black. She was, uh, she was one of the people that worked at the, I forgot what they called them, but she worked with one of those campaign shits, you know, and she would travel here and there. You know, sometimes there is some pictures with her next to Trump and all this shit and at the Trump rallies and shit. And I remember first seeing it and going, that's weird, you know, because like really niggas like black people and ain't re- like black men. It ain't that hard to convince us with something. If you have enough information, if there's enough like evidence most of us is not going to really budge. Like, okay, it is what it is. Like, damn, I was wrong about X, Y, and Z. Um, with myself, it was more based on a political discussion of, I was wrong about my judgment towards Republicans, not really towards Trump, because I've always stated that I never really, I never hated Trump. I never had a reason to hate Trump. I just didn't know him enough and didn't really see him at the time as somebody who could do things more politically because he's an entertainer. And for most Republicans, they were saying the same thing. And, and a lot of these people made a mockery out of Trump running the Saturday Night Live, uh, the Saturday Night Live skits, which, of course, Saturday Night Live hasn't been funny for like the past 20, 30 years. That's a different that's a different um, topic. But. All of the cheap shots, all of the celebrities, Trump will never be president. Trump could never be president. One guy said, hell will freeze over before Trump wins. <laughs> hell, hell will freeze over before Trump wins. <laughs> we love Obama. We love him. Right? Then what happened? Eliminated. Trump came in. And as he should, spent his time rubbing it in. You know what I mean? Talking that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, this nigga cooking like this? Like, yo, 
I remember when um I remember they had the like when COVID nineteen hit and he had he had the interview under in between um the Lincoln statue and it was just the shot that they had of how he was sitting down where he was sitting at in Lincoln, you know, one of the greatest presidents of all time. You know, as a black, he he freed the colors, all right? So when I saw that, I was like, damn, man, this nigga. Then he started cooking uh, Nancy Pelosi. He started cooking all these niggas bums. They're all bums, though. So it's like, you know, this is like light work for him. He's just destroying these people. And I'm like, damn. I'm like, yo, Trump putting in work like that? There's somebody like, yo, look, I forgot what person it was. But it was this one person who was always talking about Trump, but he would always come up with like facts. <clears throat> and then he talked about the HBCU and then that situation. And then there was a lot of things that that popped up during that time that was kind of a blur to me. I also remember the black conservative. He had the. Uh, he had like a shitload of of conservative blacks at the White House and he had this meeting and um, it, it made me I said to myself is this the Twilight Zone? Am I bugging out? Because if this man was a racist there would be no black people supporting him because the difference between like a black person who's a racist wouldn't essentially vote are you? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, do you understand what I mean by that? Like, if a black person's a racist, he's not voting for none of these people, right? And the black people who are the racist are the black people who tend to have more, who suffer more from the identity politics. And if you don't separate yourself from the identity politics, you'll just be another, you'll be another product, easily manipulated, another fucking, you know, a black apparatus used by the Democrats for, you know, their political game while you and your community suffers. Ron DeSantis. Now that Ron DeSantis is losing momentum, I mean, he's absolutely getting destroyed in New Hampshire. Uh, DeSantis' only hope is to win Iowa, and Nikki Haley is basically about to pass him in Iowa. She can beat him in Iowa. It has become clear that Nikki Haley... Okay, but that's what I meant. To, this is why I paused it. My, I'm, my ADD is acting up. So... Like I said, at first, Ron DeSantis was supposed to be the person who was somehow going to get all of these Trump supporters to say, hey, this is the better option. Didn't work. Failed. Then right now, like they said, like he said, Nikki Haley, this woman that came out of left field, I honestly don't pay attention to any of these Republicans. I'm not even joking. So I never want people to think, oh, this guy's, you know, conservative right wing. Like, yeah, I got conservative views, but. These politicians don't really mean shit to me. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, and one of the reasons why I decided to talk about more political um, videos is that I can get a better understanding and get a better perspective myself. Right. But for the most part, I have been pretty much spot on with my predictions about Donald Trump. Um, I'm not making any predictions about the election yet because it's so it's even though for how the year has went last year for me has been like rapidly quick 
things can still go either way because they have been calculating and trying to like articulate a more striking blow to Trump that prevents him from running like whatever they can come up with. And it kind of reminds me of what Tucker Carlson said to where, you know, if anything outside of character assassination, maybe an actual assassination, who knows? You know what I'm saying? Because of how far these people are willing to go to incriminate a person, they themselves look like the corrupted criminals. For them to point out Trump's supposed dictatorship upon the country, they themselves have to become the dictators to prevent you from voting for them. That's how deep this shit gets. The establishment pick. She is the front runner, right? So the establishment is banking on Nikki Haley uh, beating Trump in New Hampshire. Again, as you can see, look at this poll right here. Uh, you have, again, this is a best case scenario for Nikki Haley, right? This is like absolutely best case scenario. Trump at 39%, Haley at 32%, and Chris Christie at 12%. Now, if you look at the poll, what you can see here is that um, when you look at the first uh, GOP 2024 presidential candidate uh, choice among voters, um, you have Trump at the top, and then you have Nikki Haley, and then you have Chris Christie, right? So the idea is essentially <clears throat> that if Chris Christie drops out of the race, um, then Nikki Haley is going to get all of his votes. So now the pressure campaign is on. So you had a lot of Neville Trumpers, like, for example, the governor of New Hampshire, uh, Chris Sununu, come out and pressure uh, Chris Christie to drop out. And then you also had radio host Hugh Hewitt, who also relentlessly pressured and questioned uh, Chris Christie on why he's still in the race, because the number Trumpers were essentially arguing that, look, you stand in a race is actually helping Trump win. OK, you're actually helping Trump win by standing in the race, which is absolutely hilarious, considering how that was- it's an embarrassment. Like the guy's pathetic. Like, you know, like some of these like. Trump in reality has given these niggas so much life that it's disgusting. Trump has been giving these peasants and these bums, these political low lives, so much attention that they have shine now. They can leave. He can walk out still knowing that his name will be out there, even though he's a failure. You know. You know, we're talking about Chris Christie, the bum. The dropout. He's a bum. He's another bum. Another one bites a dust, a bum. Fat, disgusting bum. And it's like, let's be honest. Like, I don't, as a person who, in terms of, like, what's going on, like, in the White House and shit, like, I'm, I'm learning a little bit more. On politics, I know enough about politics to know that um, Democrats are not good for black people. And I'm, and I'm going to just go out there on a limb and say that. Selective blacks is kind of like their thing. So the black who's the most obedient, they'll let them be a part of the club. And even in that position, it's very it's a it's demeaning. It's sort of like you're still the house nigger and you still got to do what they say. It's just you live better than the rest of the blacks. Okay. But these are the soft shoeing Negroes that sit around and point out this person being a coon, that person being a coon. And I'm not going to fucking contradict myself because I see I use the word freely. Niggas be really out here cooning, dog. Like, and, and it's really sick. Niggas be really out here cooning, dog.
Like, like Charlemagne the God, like that nigga's the worst. Like that shit has to be at the bottom. Like this is the iceberg where like Trump derangement syndrome goes to the point where. And see, this is the question I would ask Charlemagne the God, right? So if you think Trump is the Antichrist, so the black people who came to the conclusion to say that he's logically the better president, and at the very least, he's the better president against Biden. Are those people like, you know, fallen angels? Like, what the fuck is going on with these motherfuckers, right? Like, like seriously, what the fuck is going on with some of these Negroes, man? Shit is embarrassing. An absolute fucking mess. Just like Malcolm X said, they choose these fucking Negroes. They, they choose these song and dance Negroes as political representatives for black people. And it's embarrassing. It doesn't make sense. Why would I? And the, the narrative of Charlemagne is almost embarrassing in itself because he said that he's influenced and he's inspired people to vote, you know, for Biden. And he felt that he led his people the wrong way, the wrong path. Listen, you're not that influential, brother. You're influential as a radio personality. When it comes to niggas making life-changing decisions, like how policy, how policies work and, and things that affect us, regular people, everyday life, you have no connection, brother. And I would say that to any of these other black celebrity, high-level, gatekeeping, black czar Negroes, y'all in the same fucking boat to me. Y'all higher up, boule-level Negroes. So your struggle is not going to be like my struggle. So what if you get pulled over, nigga? You were probably speeding, nigga. That's why you get pulled over. Shout out to Playboy Cardi. This nigga's bugging. They had Playboy Cardi. This nigga was doing like 100. I think he was doing like what? Did he say like 155 or 135, I think? I forgot what the fuck this nigga said he was going. This nigga was in fucking um, Jersey at all places, right? I only got this little bit of information from um, academics. This nigga's in fucking around AC and shit doing 130 something to 155 on the fucking freeway gets pulled over and then tries to play the innocent role. Like, oh, I don't I don't have a driver's right. Re- I don't have a bad driving record. Like, nigga, what the fuck? It's like to some extent, it's like, man, I don't even feel sorry for these niggas. Just lock him up. Like, this is stupid. Niggas is driving, doing how much on the highway? And saying that he was just going to the airport, you know. Now, keep in mind, this is why, like, I always look at these type of celebrities as weirdos, right? It's like the person who buys the Rolls Royce and drives in it. He buys the Phantom and drives it. You're supposed to be driven. Nigga, Playboy Cardi should have at least had a Tesla. This nigga could have popped like five Zannies and just passed out while the fucking car was driving him to the fucking, to the joint. You know what I mean? To the fucking whatever, the airport. But no, niggas is like doing some extracurricular bullshit. That's why like niggas that coon out, like and what I mean by niggas that really coon out, it's, it's different than crash out. So when you crash out, and I'm going to still do the crash out iceberg. I'm going to do that tomorrow. The crash out iceberg in which I just mentioned moments and situations. That would be a perfect example 
of somebody crashing out. All right. The crash out iceberg is coming. But for a person who crashes out, it's like a person who kind of goes against the grain, turns up. You know, what I mean, a person who coons out is a person who purposely shames them, shames themselves, shames their people, shames their family, shames their culture by doing outward niggerish shit. OK, I got to say it how it's how it's said. You know what I mean? Fried chicken, watermelon, Kool-Aid type of type of conversations in public. Like that type of shit. Like, come on. Cut it out, man. Cut it out. The opposite of why Chris Christie allegedly got in the race in the first place. Take a look. But Governor Sunu's a liar. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is firing back tonight on calls from Governor Chris Sununu to drop out of the race for president. No, I was the one who went off on a fantasy trip to Iowa to pretend I'm running for president when he didn't have the guts to do it himself. During a one-on-one interview with WMUR tonight, Christie pushed back on suggestions from Sununu that his campaign was on its last breath. It's a shame to see you know, Chris Sununu selling himself out. But, you know, um, if he wants to say something to me, he's got my number. He's had it since he ran in 2016, and he's never hesitated to use it when he's needed financial help for his campaign. Sununu's comments came during an appearance on CNN this afternoon, in which Sununu, a Haley supporter, suggested he heard from members of Christie's steering committee that there are conversations happening about calling it quits. Uh, he's running out resources, he's not campaigning in any other state, so I think those discussions are, are happening. But Christie says that's simply not true. He doesn't have to worry about the Christie campaign. He's looking at the person who makes the decisions for the Christie campaign. He says he'll stay in the race as long as he sees a path forward. There came a moment in time where I felt like I had no path to winning. I said this since June. I would get out. Um, and that has nothing to do with Nikki Haley or anybody else in the race. That's about me and my supporters and the people that I owe. Um, I would love to vote for you in a general election. Yeah, I sure. identify with you more than any candidate in the race. And you guys know I'm a Nikki Haley supporter, but I'd rather vote for you because we agree on more issues, including yeah. trans kids and family parental rights. But I have to ask you, you and I uniquely <sighs> know how dangerous Donald Trump is. And we know that once he seals up the nomination after Super Tuesday, if he does, the only two places to stop him are the courts, which might not, or a general election where currently he's beating Biden in the polls. Why, knowing how dangerous he is, even with Nikki Haley's flaws, would you not put your full weight behind Nikki Haley to stop Donald Trump in his tracks by this spring? Yeah, because Nikki Haley can't beat him because she doesn't want to. And Alyssa, look, oh, wait, bottom line is, again. Nikki Haley can't beat him because she doesn't want to. She doesn't abs- want to. If, it hit, if lightning struck her tomorrow and she got the nomination, she'd take it. But that's not what she's playing for. And look, Alyssa, you know this. When politicians don't want to commit to something, they don't. And what that means is it's counting it in. So give DeSantis credit for this. He said he would not take vice president under Trump under any circumstances. I've said I wouldn't take vice president under Trump. Nikki Haley won't say it. And I talked to a politician in South Carolina this weekend and knows her really well. And I said, am I reading this wrong? And he said to me, Governor, she would eat glass. Why, like, why would it even matter if another opponent of yours would be vice president of Trump when somebody like you is not even going to touch like you're you're a bum you're a failure you never had a chance at least they've positioned these particular candidates as someone you were never questioned in that sense you were in the same category as Michael Pence like you guys were just destined to fail really y'all were destined to fail Especially Mike Pence. And there's no such thing as these people bowing out gracefully. Y'all y'all done a whole lot of BS. So nobody's going to really take y'all serious in the near future. So realistically, not only would you never become president, but you'll never become vice president in the near future. 
Let that set in. To get the vice presidential nomination under Trump. That's how ambitious she is. So Alyssa, look, I'd be happy to support someone who had two traits. They had a better chance of beating Trump than I did. And they were actually willing to campaign against Trump. And maybe I'm unwilling me. to no, say it. Be honest. Well, that's part of what and trust me, I find exactly. it craven and deeply frustrating. But the latest polling has you beating her, by, or I'm sorry, has you at a margin that if all of your support went to Nikki Haley, would put her over Trump in New Hampshire. Wouldn't that still be a better well, gambit for democracy well, to have Nikki Haley as the And how insulting to my voters that, that, that you would think that just they would immediately just waltz over to but Nikki Haley, even though Nikki Haley's called Donald Trump the right president for the right time. Yes, she did. Yeah. Even though she has said, I love this one, for some reason, chaos and drama following wherever we go you know it's like like i said again like just the the words of a sore loser a guy who never had a chance like this the man sounds bitter like because imagine somebody who's a fellow republican who supports trump or who supported trump for what he did not a democrat not a liberal a republican right like just just think about that and these guys are weak. They're weaklings. They can't they can't compete against Trump head to head. If it was just if we could just do this. And just like that, Chris Christie's the top one to go against Joe Biden. I would vote I would vote for Joe Biden. If Chris Christie was the one to be at the top, I would vote for Joe Biden. And I would just troll for the I would like, yo, dead ass, like, that's how little I care about motherfuckers like Chris Christie, man. Like, seriously. Like, that's how little I take him serious. That's like an arsonist saying, for some reason, burning buildings follow me wherever I go. I mean, yeah, so you say that you're hearing that. Now, side note here, side note, just because I, I have to ask this question, guys, because I've been wondering this for a long time. Alyssa Farrah Griffin, who claims to be conservative, said that, well, I would support you, Chris Christie, uh, because of trans kids. Mm. What the hell about Alyssa Ferry Griffin makes her a conservative? I haven't figured it out yet, right? It's- I don't even know who the fuck these people are, man. She supports tax Weirdos. cuts. Right? Weirdos. Is that what it is? Weird. Because there's nothing about her that suggests that she is a conservative at all. All right. I'm just saying when you're talking about supporting somebody because of trans kids, I'm not sure if that makes you conservative. But anyways, so what you see here, right, is that there's a campaign from the never Trumpers. OK, a.k.a. the establishment, because the establishment is never Trump. OK, you, you guys always got to keep that in mind. There's a campaign for the never Trumpers to make Chris Christie drop out of the race. Right. Because the idea is that Chris Christie, his support will go to Nikki Haley, giving Nikki Haley a chance to win in New Hampshire. And if uh, Nikki Haley wins in New Hampshire, then she could have a, a chance going into Super Tuesday, maybe in her own state of South Carolina, even though she's getting her ass blown out in her own state. But maybe she has a chance if she wins New Hampshire. Now, um, Chris Christie is basically saying otherwise, even though he ultimately decided to drop out, right? He decided to drop out of the race. He's a failure. Uh, however, he did not immediately He's a failure. Haley, who the establishment wants his vote to go to, okay? And it would be very awkward for him to do that, considering how he's literally spent weeks talking trash about Nikki Haley. Again, it would be super awkward for him to turn around and endorse 
Nikki Haley. And again, part of the reason why he's not endorsing Nikki Haley is probably- Listen, man, if if there's one thing I can tell you about politics is anything's possible. If you can remember the back and forth between Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, where pretty much Kamala Harris called Joe Biden a separatist, a white separatist, I don't know, man. Anything's pretty much possible at this point. Um, Nick, whoever the woman is, I don't think she has a chance. Um, at the same time, she might have, she might catch more momentum. In other words, she'll get more momentum, I believe, all out than Ron DeSantis. That's a possibility. She can be second to Trump, but she's never going to reach that point. And I think, and, and this is the thing too about like conservative, like women who are conservative, or that this is like almost a trope in a sense where it's like a woman could have conservative values, but for the most part, if we're getting closer into like political discussions, you're better off saying like 85% of women are, are like feminists. In every sense of the word outside of this new age shit, they're, they're, they're feminists. And they're not like, it's not like this weird scenario where it's like, they're kind of, they're kind of feminists or they, they have feminist talking points. Like, no, they're feminists, but let them tell you they're, uh, they're conservative, you know? And the easy way to say it is, well, I support Trump. Like that's that's every woman's like gateway into conservatism. And Donald Trump will tell you himself, he's not really a conservative like that. You know, he said in one interview, I think with uh, Tucker Carlson, well, people assume that he's about conservatism. He says, not really. I'm about common sense. All right. So that kind of, in a way, that that did more good for him than bad because he wasn't putting down conservatives, but he's just looking at things on a more general perspective because y'all got to remember where Trump is from and where Trump did a lot of his business. He rubbed elbows with a lot of the liberals and he did a lot of business with a lot of the liberals. He has a lot of photos with Epstein, just like he has a lot of photos with Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton and Oprah, and all these other establishment people that we would consider establishment today. Trump, and we have to remember that if Trump were to run as a Democrat, he would have been a huge problem in the sense to where if Trump never, if Trump were to like, oddly enough, in this parallel universe that I've came up with, if Trump were to like, gotten close with Obama on his way out of politics and then he kind of sat that shit down looked at the country and almost on the opposite end working for the establishment run for president as a Democrat oh he would have been a problem I would he would have been the most hated person that's why I understand politics now because he's a Republican and how like Republicans are seen by a lot of liberals as like white nationalists and shit like I understand because if Trump was a Democrat, I would have hated this man with a passion. If Trump was a Democrat, 
he would have been a huge problem. Because he knows that Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis both don't have a snowball's chance in hell of actually beating Trump. And he got caught essentially admitting this on hot mic uh, at a campaign event. Take a look. People don't want to hear it, Wayne. They don't want to hear it. We know we're right, but they don't want to hear it. Right. And, and there's, you know, we couldn't have been any clearer. Right. We couldn't have been any more, any more direct or worked any harder. So, you know. Yeah. Well, when you give land to China and places like that. Yeah, that's what you get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, she spent 68 million so far just on TV. Spent 68 million so far. 59 million by DeSantis. And we spent 12. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment, you know? And she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to get smoked. This nigga's a piece of garbage, dude. She's gonna get smoked. This nigga's sick, dude. Savagery. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he's gonna, he's still gonna carry out. Yes. Always. I, you know, I talked to DeSantis. Called me. Petrified that I would. He's probably getting out after Iowa. Yeah. So you seen that? You heard that? Okay. Chris Christie caught on hot mic saying that. Nikki Haley is going to get smoked, okay, despite spending $60 million, right? $60 Smoke. plus million. Dollars. Ron DeSantis spent, what, $50 plus million? Eliminated. Okay, um, Eliminated. Both of them probably are not going to win, okay, for the most part. I mean, like, again, lightning will have to strike in order for uh, Nikki Haley to, to, uh, to win, right, even in New Hampshire. But, sort of, um, but again, but sort what you guys see is that there is hundreds of millions of dollars being spent, set on fire, really, to try to stop Trump, and they still can't stop Trump. Okay, but again, this is the role of big money in politics. Who are funding these people? Again, never Trumpers, establishment types and Democrats. Right. This is what's happening. They're spending this money to try to stop Trump via. Believe it or not. And like I I prove it with Ron DeSantis uh, situation. I forgot what the episode was called, but I went through Ron DeSantis. We went through Ron DeSantis um mega donors and the people that chipped in money. And boy, you talk about huge checks. Huge. We're talking about or the one of the owners for Orlando Magic. I believe Orlando Ma- not Miami Heat, but Orlando Magic. And a couple other big companies were just donating hundreds of million millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars to Ron DeSantis for his campaign. And what has it got him? Nowhere. Eliminated. Nikki Haley. Who knows? Maybe some of them could be supporting Ron DeSantis. Who knows? I mean, definitely never Trumpers are supporting DeSantis. Probably not so much Democrats, but definitely Democrats that are behind Nikki Haley. Um, And then you got, you know, the billionaire donors uh, supporting the lawsuits against Trump. Again, this is what I try to tell you. If you guys really want to drain the swamp, you have to get big money out of politics, guys. Right. I mean, you're seeing what they're trying to do here. Okay. Um, so with, with that being said, and this is fascinating because Chris Christie swarping down that, Hey, I'm not dropping out. I'm not dropping out. Um, I have the best chance of beating Trump. Me being in the, uh, race is hurting Trump. Right? I'm the one that can take down Trump by attacking him. Now we know that's not true. And it seems that Chris Never Christie didn't true. even believe his own nonsense because Never was. he decided to fold to the pressure, which again, it's very hard to make Chris Bye-bye. Christie fold. <laughs> he fat. Damn near impossible. He what? 
nigga fat, right? Make a guy like Chris Christie fall, right? So man's you fat. know that the pressure was intense, right? There was a lot of intense pressure to get Chris Christie to fold, Fatty. okay? But he folded, right? Fat Whatever cat. pressure was behind Chris fat Christie. Fat cat Christie. Yo, the fat crap. Nah, 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 nah. The fat cat Christie. I like that. He came up with the Krispy Kreme Christie. I like that. But I came up with one, too. He's the fat cat. Right? Chris. Chris. The fat cat Christy. Sound like a pet, man. The fat cat. Chris Christy. The fat cat. So enormous, right? Bigger than him. (laughs) I could go all day with this. Again, the pressure was so enormous that the guy decided to drop out. Right, because peasant. that's how Trump deranged that he is. Okay? Peasant, he's peasant so life. Trump deranged <laughs> nigga, that he bought into the idea. He clearly bought into the idea that the best chance of Trump losing is for him to drop out, and his votes either go to Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis. Okay? not happening. Which again is it's incredible because the reason why he got into the race in the first place is because he's Trump deranged. He's so Trump deranged, he was like, I- I'm going to run for president to try to stop Trump. His only campaign strategy was not talking about himself. Or anything he wants to do. First of all, if you take a look back in the history, you notice this guy was around Obama a lot. Uh, Chris Christie, a fat Democrat, pretty he better off being a Democrat, uh, a fat Republican, fat, like you know, just really sick and pathetic looking, like really a degenerate, um, pretty much in a position where. He had to go to Trump, you know, and beg on his knees, you know, for money because of the Sandy situation. And it was a couple of other situations where he had to actually go to Trump. I mean, not to Trump. He had to go to um, Obama and Obama helped him. And when Obama did a few of his speeches, Chris Christie was right behind him clapping. Reminds me a lot of Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney, the same person. 2008, I believe he was behind him, clapping, cheering him on. 2012, he was running against him. Funny how that works. Point I'm trying to make is all these fucking politicians are weird. All right, that's number one. These niggas is weird and they're overwhooping. Definitely overwhooping. Politicians stay overwhooping. Are you following me? Because. Really think about it. So the same person that was against Obama, talking shit about Obama, was the same person begging and whining to Obama behind him clapping and became the same person that tried to wiggle his way in on Trump's good side when he was running before. This guy's a weasel. He's a failure. He's an outcast. He was talking about Trump. And now he decides to drop out because the best chance of Trump losing is for him to drop out, right? This is what they were saying. So, again, that's what's happening here behind the scenes uh, with Chris Christie because, again, he is an establishment shield and he sings to the tune of the establishment. And because he is a puppet, the puppet masters pull the strings on Chris Christie to get him up on out of the race. And again, that's where the irony comes in. I got into the race to stop Trump because he claims he had the best chance of stopping Trump. And ultimately, he drops out because 
um, him dropping out is the best chance of Trump losing. So with that being said, uh, will Chris Christie's votes go to Nikki Haley? Um, again, I highly doubt it because Chris Christie spent all his time attacking uh, Nikki Haley, right? When he wasn't attacking uh, Trump, he was attacking Nikki Haley. Okay, I think he went as far as to say he wouldn't uh, be on the same ticket with Nikki Haley, right? So clearly he doesn't li- like Nikki Haley. So I'm not sure exactly what the logic is behind him dropping out in all his... The great thing about, like I said, the great thing about politics is this, right? To an extent, it's it's the person, if you're going to throw out insults, you got to make sure, it's like a comedian, you got to make sure this shit sticks with the audience. Because if it fails... You're going to look you're going to look bad and you're also just going to be an enemy. So when you actually drop out, like you're nobody's going to look at you as vice president. Nobody's going to look at you as president. They look at you as a failure. All right. I was going to Nikki Haley. If I had to guess, most of his votes are probably going to go to either DeSantis or go to Trump. Right. And if it does go to Nikki Haley, some of his votes goes to Nikki Haley. Um, it's probably not going to all go to her and it may or may not be enough to actually beat Trump, but who knows? We'll see. I have no clue. I think that New Hampshire is more of a wild card than, you know, Iowa or some of these other states where Trump has a significant lead. I mean, there are polls out there that show that Nikki Haley is within striking distance. So again, this is a Hail Mary, right? This is desperation from the establishment having uh, Chris Christie uh, drop out. But what you can see is how all this stuff is coordinated, guys. It's coordinated. And this is why I try to tell you guys that a lot of this stuff is rigged, man. It really is. Like, this is behind the scenes rigging and finagling with the primary in order to try to get the outcome that they want, which is for Trump to lose. Okay? Sounds about right. You know, Republicans... They don't. I gotta, I gotta agree with him on that because now it's, it's a, it's one of those fucked up situations. <clears throat> it's almost as if it's 2016 all over again. I kind of get that vibe. Where, unlike a president like Obama who was able to get eight years, and it's weird if, if you ever think about some of the more unpopular presidents, whether people like it or not, outside of race, uh, Barack Obama is probably one of the most unpopular presidents outside of pop culture in terms of cause and effect. Are you following me? Not terms on how you walk and how you talk, but how actions are done and what's being done in these communities and in these streets. Are you following me? Nigga wasn't really about that life. You feel me? Let's just, let's just keep it a buck. Trump, this nigga. <laughs> Trump? Eh. It hit different, man. 2024 hitting different. 2020, eh. Y'all niggas already knew what time it was. It's like how I looked at it. These niggas is weird. They doing weird things. They did weird things behind the scenes with the election. They doing weird things behind the scenes for a record deal. Are you following me? Shit is very weird, all right? Niggas is weird, all right? Seriously, out of control, man. This shit is this shit is embarrassing. You know, Chris Christie, Sayonara. It's like, we... It's like, Jersey, we could really do more better than this guy. Like, we had everybody else. I mean, shit. Should have had Redman uh, voting. Redman. Redman for the Red Party, man. Red man, holla at me, man. We we need to run. 
we can at least run for a uh, Jersey governor or some shit. I don't know. It's like, man, Jersey could have done so much better. Chris Christie. It's like, Jesus. Remember McGreevy? Wasn't was his name McGreevy? The uh, closeted homosexual, allegedly. The alleged closeted homosexual. This man with kids and everything behind the scenes doing, you know, wild things, man. Very homoerotic, homosexual activity, all right? Respectfully, respectfully. Respectfully. Whole lot of weird, nasty things. Niggas is weird. Weird, all right? I remember back in the day where I had to go into... um, I had to go into the DMV, you know what I'm saying? In Jersey, DMVs are very weird. Niggas at the DMV be very much so overwhooping. A lot of overwhooping going on. Before overwhooping was a thing, they were overwhooping. Prehistoric overwhooping, respectfully. And, um, you know, there'd be these long ass, like, welfare section eight type lines, <laughs> like fucking world premiere type lines. Like, nigga, what the fuck? I'm just trying to renew my license for Christ's sakes. You know what I'm saying? Then I said to myself, here I did. Here I here I am <clears throat> trying to find myself going to. um The closest one. But I knew the closest one was going to be the most busiest one. The closest DMV is next to a major highway. Shout out to Trenton. Major highway, right? 95. Major highway, right? Connecting everything to PA, everywhere in that sense. I go in, long ass line, and these niggas is talking about the governor and shit. And at this time, it was it was Christy. And it was like, yeah, this fat motherfucker, these these motherfuckers had me cracking up. It was like, yo, man, you know Chris Christie, right? I'm like, yeah, the fat dude, right? He's like, yeah, this fat motherfucker. I'm like, yo, oh, man. So then I was like, yo, y'all know about the other guy, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, uh, the gay nigga. He's like, <laughs> he was like, he was like, yeah, that gay nigga. Uh, what's his name? McGravy or some shit? McGreevy? Yeah. Yeah, that nigga crazy, man. <laughs> That's all these niggas was talking about. And so this long ass fucking welfare section eight world premiere, uh, new barbershop, new sneaker, new iPhone type line was starting to die down. Now, keep in mind, this was just to get into the recept. This, this is just to get into the reception, bro. And it just so happened that the niggas that was in front of me were also there to renew their license as well. So uh, these niggas is talking about um, Obama and shit. Like one guy was like, yeah, Obama, he's the truth, bro. I told niggas, I told niggas a black person like, yo, this nigga was sick, yeah. Definitely deranged. He's like, yeah, I told niggas like, yo, it's our time. You know, Trump is a representation of that. That's all he kept saying. It's our time. You know what I mean? Trump, you know, really opened the doors for a lot of us right now. I'm like, yo, cut it out. From that point on, I questioned like I questioned Obama's. I questioned Obama's intentions because 
I realized that there's so many people that will put him on a like high up like pedestal to where it's like, yeah, this guy is, you know, the one. Right. It's like, wait, what? Negroes was out here comparing him to Dr. Martin Luther King. I'm like, you know what? I, I really can't deal with the black right now. I can't deal with the blacks. I can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's like enough's enough. You got to really sit back and do some critical thinking of what this Negro, what what has he done uh, for the black community? Are you following me? Comparing to what he's done with the same sex marriages and what he's done for the gays and lesbians. Are you following me? All right. No disrespect to them. You know, that's them. They do their thing, whatnot. It's cool, whatever. But to be realistic, you got to go and call things for what it is, you know, uh, you know, call a spade a spade, look at what's right and, 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 and compare that to what is wrong. And I think most people with that rational thinking politically will automatically decide with Trump just on common sense. Like, yo, all right, like the economy for one night and day comparison Job opportunities too. Some people would say Biden has more jobs than Trump. But here's a way of looking of looking at it: if the economy's bad and there's a need for people to go out there and work and produce work in order to get money, in order to pay high cost, double the cost for gas. Double the cost for eggs, double the cost for milk, like I said in the beginning of this episode. Then, yes, people would be looking for jobs because people are looking for money. So that's not really a good look for the of the economy. But good try for those who try to use that tactic. Good try. All right. Better luck next time. But excellent try. Um, The economy night and day unemployment night and day business opportunity night and day. All right. You know, tax free dollars every now and then night and day. OK. Um, the stimmies. Come on. Cut it out, man. The step. What? The stimmies? <laughs> the stimmies? Yeah. Stimmies, man. Shit hit different, man. 2020 shit hit different. Stimmies came. The stimmies came. Niggas was thinking. Niggas was thinking a little bit more positive with Trump, man. I ain't going to lie. That was a good strategy. You know, Trump really knows what he's doing behind the scenes, man. I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? He dropped the stimmies, and it was like, niggas was like, damn. We needed this shit. <laughs> they was trying to say, you sure Trump You sure Trump responsible for this? Nah, it was the Democrats. They said, like, yeah, they, the Democrats sent me my, my 1200 Nigga, you got your shit from Trump like everybody else. Shut up. Take that Trump check. Bitches, getting, bitches took the Trump check and got BBLs. I put it on God. Niggas is sick. These niggas is demonic. Fuck out of here. These hoes out here getting BBLs with the goddamn 1200 Got five, five or six nappy-headed kids in the house. Come on, man. What type of foolishness is this? I'm black. This is sick. I'm no better. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? I'm no better. Guess what I did with the 1200? Guess what I did with some of the 1200? Guess what I did with some of the 1200? Bought the Xbox. Fuck it. Uh-huh.
<laughs> I, bought the, I bought the Xbox. You know what I mean? I bought the Xbox One. I bought the regular Xbox One S. Still have it, still play it to this day. Okay? That was a good investment, though. Because at the time, I wasn't at home getting unemployment. I was still working. You feel me? So I was still working. And by the time I left that job and got back on unemployment, I was able to bag like 350, like some real chump change shit. But for a person doing nothing and only having to put a certain amount of uh, gas in the car and only going certain places, I was doing just fine. I was like getting like 370 a week and some shit like that comfortably until I was able to get the last job I was at before I got here. And boy, that last job. There's a story. I, I wanna I always wanted to tell this story. Because I find it to be entertaining but at the same time sad, right? So my last job was the job that I was trying to get into since twenty nineteen. Okay, so I ended up getting that job um, 2020, November, November, no, late October of 2020, I got into that job. And from the first week, I immediately knew that it was indeed the wrong decision. It was the wrong choice. And even the, even the thought about, even the thought of it now, looking back, it's like sad to think about like when you want something or you think you want something so bad, and then you have it, and then you realize it is not what you thought it was. So, like, I'm always a person who doesn't care about expectations. I try to throw expectations out of the window, especially when it comes to people. You know, I try to be as independent as I can to where I don't really need people in that sense to where, you know, a motherfucker is willing to crash out and do retarded, stupid shit. You know what I mean? In order to gain that attention or gain that credibility. Y'all niggas can have that. I'll be out here frying these liberals and these black gatekeeping czars because, you know, that's what I like to do best. But that last job, and keep in mind, this was like still pretty much post-COVID, I guess, because like October and well, there was still, there was like where I was at, the school where I was at, it was half, it was half masked. Well, it was half staffed. It was, no, not half staffed. It was half like students. So half of the students would show up on one day and the other half would show up on the other day or some weird shit like that. And they all wore masks and it was all just weird, man. I would just, I just remembered that scene and it was really like some 1984 shit because, like, the floors had arrow signs of where people should walk, walk straight. And it's like, yo, what the fuck am I? I'm like, yo, I'm like, if I get COVID and die, then fuck it. This shit is too much. Like, Lord, I'm like, Lord, this is too much, man. What the fuck are these? Ni- Four or five masks. I'm seeing teachers wear three masks at, at a time, suffocating themselves because they're stupid. They're They're dumb. They're teachers, but they're dumb. An embarrassment. An absolutely embarrassment and a disgrace. 
these are the people and, and these people now rainbowed out they got the rainbow flag next to the american flag they'll put the uh the rainbow flag over the american flag you know because that's how they roll that's how they get down and hey they got all the right to do that and a nigga like me a negro like me um has the right to have his opinion about it you know just like you know the conservative black the conservative black is usually a coon right He's usually a Uncle Tom, right? He's usually a Sambo, right? As these as these so-called pro-blacks who claim to be about blacks be the first ones to talk bad about the blacks. That's why I don't give a fuck about being pro-black. I want to talk disrespectful about you fucking tap dancing Negroes when I feel like it. All right? Niggas out here acting retarded, shucking and fucking jiving. Then what the fuck? I mean, like, come on, man. You talk about niggas being set back a number of years. Like, what? We're set back centuries, dog. Like, this shit is embarrassing. And y'all y'all be the ones still following what the fuck Charlemagne the God is doing politically. That's this. That's despicable. That's disgusting. That's the that's the most that's the most disturbing part about it. And you say the same blacks, you know, the same blacks. Let's say, oh, we got to start supporting our people. When black people like me or other blacks mention Candace Owens, y'all, you hoes get absolutely, I don't know what's, that's like a trigger. That's like a trigger word. Candace Owens. What you, what you say, Bob? Yeah. Sick, man. These motherfuckers are deranged. Shit is embarrassing. But anyway, it's eight. It's eight p.m. I got to get ready to go back in this building, do the rest of my two hours, finish my eight, and hit the gate. But in the meantime, and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace. <laughs>